0: Yeah, so there'll be dozens more where that came from. Yeah. But those are just four <laughs> of the ones that we're looking forward to. Well, two of the ones I'm looking forward to. Yeah, Marian. two of the
1: ones I'm looking forward Two and going. a half of the one. two and three quarters of what <laughs> I'm looking forward to. Um. <laughs>
0: Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, which meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror section of our local video store in our quest to survive and to ensure we end up as the, the final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and
1: logged in our notebook. Breaking them down one by one, geeking out about all of the ghastly minutiae, and ultimately illuminating the path to survival. Happy New Year! Happy New New Year, guys! It's 2018. 2018! That sounds so futuristic. Doesn't it? The future! I can't wait till 2020. That but, sounds really futuristic. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna like I'm gonna be waiting for my flying car by then, because otherwise, 2020, you have disappointed me. Hardcore. Where, where's
0: the teleportation? <clears throat> That's what I really want.
1: I would have thought flying cars way before teleportation. Yeah, I mean definitely, because like that seems like some real science there. But like flying cars, come on, they're just doing the self driving cars. I think they're just like skipping. They are. I know. Maybe it'll be in our lifetime, but probably not for a while. Probably not. It's just like we were promised. things. We, the things like the 70s and 80s promised us about like the second I'm, I'm century of the 21st. For,
0: there's no jumpsuits. Everybody has like color coordinated jumpsuits in like 70s yeah, sci-fi. And I really very wish Star we Trek. had that. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. More Logan, Logan's run. That kind of oh, like, okay. you know. Yeah. That's, that's what I would like.
1: Yeah. But I, I guess like. But I'm not sad about missing the jumpsuits. I am sad about the lack of flying cars. No, um that's where you and I differ. This is true. Um, so we have some things that we're looking forward to in 2018. Yes,
0: we thought um, we would tell you some of the some of the movies that we're going to be talking about that uh, we're looking forward to. Yeah, in
1: this uh, New Year's Day mini-sode of Horror Movie Survival Guide. Um, so what's something that you're looking forward to for the new year? Um, I'm very looking forward to, and I know that you're not. Okay. Talking about...
0: Uh, <laughs> this is going to be point counterpoint. Wes Craven's 1971 film, Last House no on the Left. Oh. Sorry, it's got to be done, and I'm anxious to get there that like pulling at that bit because it's so messed up and it's so like I can't believe how much like, I can't think of a modern horror film that's more fucked up than this film. I
1: feel like we could just re-air the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode because it's just <laughs> going to be that. It's just like, Julia going to be like, ooh, and me being like, ugh. Uh. Yeah. There's I I'm,
0: there's a part of me that kind of hates the film for how scuzzy it is, and then there's a part of me that oh, loves
1: it because it's so scuzzy. Yeah, it's, I know. And there's like this artistic part of me that's right there with you it's that's on a, like on a, from an art form, and I'm just like, yeah, you do you. You go for it. And then there's like the human being part of me that just kind of wishes it wasn't so um, because It hurts my heart. It's based on a Bergman film. How can you not love that? I don't dislike it because it's based on a Bergman film. I dislike it for the dark, dark things that it go places that it goes to and things that I have to endure and watch again on a human being level. It just makes you The Bergman side, gotcha, right there with Mm -hmm. you. The human being side. Painful, painful. I'm, I'm, I'm in just, my stomach as I'm watching. Yeah, exactly. But I, I'm glad that you're you're appreciative of the art form. I'm trying, desperately trying over here. You know, because it's really if I just took it for kind of face value, I'd be like, Ew. I don't. You know, those people. I'm sure you've had this conversations with people who just art is just entertainment, right. and if it's not entertaining, it has no value. Right. And I guess we're all, you know. As children, we must all be there at a certain level, right? Because, you know, as like a six-year-old, you're not like, but look at it as art, you you know, unless you're like Einstein or something. But I feel like, you know, there comes that point, especially when you're an artist yourself, where you're like, okay, it's not my bag but I see what they're going for and I'm down and good for you. And I feel like horror movies push that in me a lot because I feel like being so sheltered from them from so long, it's so not my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And the things that I gravitate towards in them are things that I'm the most comfortable and safe with, like sort of like the more gothic elements, ghost stories, you know, things like that. So I'm, you know, I have this like prejudice, of course, towards that. So things like Last House on the Left is, well, it pushes it. I I think it's great because there's,
0: They've, he's made a film that's like, you know, some people would be like. I, you would say like, I don't enjoy that film, and I'm like, Wes Craven doesn't want you to enjoy this film. Like, the mm-hmm. point isn't to enjoy it. Right. Their point is to just kind of like make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Um. He but does there's that. but there's a there's a way to do that that's like like I'm okay with this kind of uncomfortable. I'm not okay with like fucking Harmony corinne like, uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, that, I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Or, like, Cannibal Holocaust. Like, right. you yeah. go to hell with that. Like, sure. Yeah. Just, you know, there's different ones, but the no, last person sure. left, there's enough artisticness in it that I'm okay with
1: it. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that'll be a treat.
0: <laughs> and then what about you? What's one of yours?
1: <laughs> um, Well, you know, kind of going back to sort of, you know, wheelhouse things that you're kind of interested in, Um, I... Uh, read the Amityville Horror uh, in college, I think that you probably gave me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm looking forward to discussing that uh, in 2018. Yeah. Um, Because I am interested that it's sort of, you know, kind of based partially on true events. It is kind of a ghost story of sorts. It's definitely like, did that happen? What happened? What was the deal? Um, And... Uh, it has enough kind of like true crime fiction to kind of dig you in, um, and I think the movie does a, you know a really good job of making you care about this family. And um, it's uh, James Brolin and Margot Kidder as these parents, and um, makes you care about this family and things that happen to them. And the things that happen to them in the house are bonkers. So um,
0: how how crazy yeah. would it be though
1: if if we if we
0: assume that the Lutzes are telling the truth about mm-hmm. this whole thing that um, you go through this entire thing with all the ghosts and everything, and then you watch. Someone play you yeah.
1: going through those things. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you might have some serious flashback issues, you mm-hmm. know. Or maybe you're divorced enough from it where you're like, la 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 la. Mm-hmm. It's all make-believe. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking for I think it's an interesting story. So I'm looking forward to that one. Um, what's your second? My second. <laughs> I realize now I've just picked ones that you're gonna hate. I'm really? Sorry. We're just gonna have the I, same conversation again. I know, <laughs> but
0: I can't help it. Those are the ones I'm excited about. Um Hellraiser, Clyde Barker's Hellraiser. Yeah. You're gonna have to watch that again. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. I mean.
1: <laughs>
0: there you go. But like artistically, like
1: you My look My mind at, is now being cast back into, yeah. <laughs> I can see uh, her eyes
0: glaze over as she realizes what she will be watching. Yeah. Again. yeah. Uh, but Clive Barker's like vision is astounding.
1: And that's somebody, that's a name that I'd heard heard of kind of growing up in like Stephen King Lamb. But I, I didn't know who that person was or what his horror bag was or whatever. And Hellraiser, that is the intro to Clive. And perhaps the end of chapter on Clive Barker and like what he can do and how far he can take things because yeah. that story is crazy and so elaborate and so violent and just, but you know, not, not, not violent for violence sake, not uninteresting, but there's definitely like you are, you are exercising some things within yourself, sir, yeah. like for this film. And it's, it was really unlike anything I had seen before. Uh, and it's interesting. It has a very interesting protagonist, female protagonist, hmm. um, which has, I mean, we'll go into what we talk about, but has a quality that I felt like kind of was unlike some other female protagonists. Um, and her name's Julia. hmm Ding. Ding. Um, my second one is um, uh, uh, Dario Argento, uh, Argento mm-hmm. sorry, uh, Suspiria. Suspiria. Uh, Suspiria. Yeah. Um, from yeah. 1974. Um, this was sort of uh, an intro to to me, for uh, horror films mixed with art films, mm-hmm. um, and this idea of sort of Italian horror, and the giallo kind of red light, blue light, mm-hmm. red light, blue light, um, and the music just like that score, um, super hypnotic and super, and and trying to, I feel like trying to get the audience to go on the journey that the lead character is in on, n- not on a plot level, mm-hmm. but on a like emotional level. Like yeah. we're, the mo- she's being hypnotized into this all, this crazy world where, you know, sort of normal things you would never be okay with and do, you know, go along with. But the movie's trying to do that to the audience too. The movie is like a very hypnotic quality and it's like definitely mixes beautiful imagery with horrific imagery and i mean there are definitely some sequences to that movie that are not okay um but the style and tone is very different than american films and that's the bulk of what we kind of watch with mm-hmm. watch and um talk about so i think that's a good one to kind of throw in yeah and, you get know, a, little, explore. a little some foreign art art yeah influence. yeah and i do feel like for some people i think depending on the kind of person if they were sort of like me where they're just like mm, it's all trash horror films are all trash if they were more inclined to kind of like sort of kind of these art films or Bergman things or whatever. I feel like Suspiria is a good gateway movie yeah. to the horror world and that for that type of person. Not so much Nightmare, which is was my intro, right. but I feel like Suspiria for them would be good because it, I mean, there's just a really interesting filmmaking going on in that movie. Yeah. Argento's a, cl- a classic
0: master filmmaker for a reason.
1: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to discussing that. Yeah. So there'll be
0: dozens more where that came from. Yeah. But those <laughs> are just four of the ones that we're looking forward to. Well, two of the ones I'm looking forward to yeah Marian. two of the
1: ones I'm looking forward to two and coming. a half of the one two and three quarters of what <laughs> I'm looking forward to
0: um, so um, uh, we will be around uh, next week we'll be house
1: yeah uh, we're gonna go back to doing a regular full episode for you guys uh, but we hope you've enjoyed this little mini for yeah. New Year's and we hope you have a really happy New Year's Day
0: yeah and we will see you next week
1: yeah see you guys